0: Welcome back to Daf HaShavuah. Uh, this week we're going to be learning Misach uh, Daf Tzadi Tess. And uh, we are making our way through the parak of Nosin Al Hanusa. And uh, we, have a, uh, we have a few more Daf uh, until we end this parak on, uh, on Daf Kuf Aleph, Ahmed Aleph. And uh, as our Gemara gets underway over here, so our Gemara is going to have uh, quite a few discussions with... Regards to uh, all sorts of halachic issues that uh, that uh, that come out, most of which uh, are all about sfechos in the world of. Yibum and Khalitsa, doubts in the world uh, of genealogical issues, uh, and what happens as a uh, what happens as a result of um, of these sphakos of these doubts. We're going to be discussing a little bit about somebody who's a Suffolk Kohain, somebody who's a Suffolk Chalitza, uh, and all of these uh, all of these types of uh, issues. And then the Gemara is going to close out with a discussion as to whether or not an avid Kohain. Uh, is going to be given truma when he goes to the goren when he goes to the granary uh, and uh, all sorts of truma related issues with regards to the uh, with regards to uh, a sapphic kohen a regular kohen and who uh, is going to be the one that's going to be Zoha in the truma. So at the end of daf tzadiches, the gemara described to us what would happen in cases uh, in which children in which babies were confused at birth. And the gemara begins with a case in which a person could potentially do chalitza. Uh, on his mother, on his sister, uh, and on his uh, and or on his daughter out of Suffolk, and the Gemara goes on to discuss what those p- cases would be, how we could find ourselves uh, in a case of a person who has to do chalitza to uh, to a mother, to a sister, to a daughter, and uh, and, uh, all of those, uh, and all of those and all of those uh, halachic issues that would take place as a result uh, of that uh, of that. So the Achronim on the Gemara wonder how is it even going to be possible for a girl to go ahead and to do chalitza in front of her father. So obviously. Uh, Yibum can't take place in such a a, uh, circumstance. And uh, the Gemara actually is going to discuss and discussed in the previous Amud that a lot of these cases that the Gemara presents are certainly cases that uh, get us to think and get us to uh, really develop the way in which we uh, interpret family relationships. Uh, And uh, the question over here becomes that part of uh, the process of chalitza is the woman has to go ahead and has to spit in the face of the person that she's doing chalitza, uh, that she's doing chalitza with. So if she is going to head and if she's going to be performing chalitza on her father, so that seems to be a uh, problem of tremendous uh that the Gemara says in Sanhedrin that there's no chalitza when it comes to a king because that's not kavodik, that's not respectable. We wouldn't go ahead and we wouldn't spit in the face of a king, so therefore when it comes to a king, we can't uh, we can't perform chalitza. So certainly, in the case of a daughter and a father, so we would think that the same thing should uh, that the same thing should happen. So the Aruch Liner on the Gemara says that a father has the ability to be mochel on his kavod based on the halacha in Shulchan Aruch. And the Shulchan Aruch in Yerodea Simon Reish Mem describes that should a father want to be mochel on his kavod, should a father want to give up on the kavod that, he, uh, on a kavod that he deserves, so the father can go ahead and he can be mochel on that kavod. Whereas when it comes to a king, a king is not able to be mochel on the kavod. We know that there's a halacha that when a a, a a parent walks into a room, so a child has to stand up for a parent, yet many uh, don't stand up for their parent when the parent walks into the room. Obviously, uh, should that happen, it's a beautiful expression of kibbutz havaim and a beautiful expression of, expression of kavod, but we generally aren't uh, so mockbit on that. We don't necessarily uh, find ourselves always standing up when a parent walks into a room. What's the potential svarah? What's the potential reason that that's true is because a parent is generally mocha, so The oracle and air points out over here that if a father is mochel, so a girl can go ahead and a girl can do chalitza on her father, even though it would uh, require her spitting in front of her father, which is obviously uh, not uh, something that's respectable. And that would therefore make this uh, chalitza mutter in the case in which it should have to happen. So the question then arises. Uh, in the following situation, which is a Gemara and the Rishonim actually discuss this, but what if the child is the Rebbe of the father, right? So we have a case in which usually uh, 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 a child has to stand up for the father if the child if the, if the father walks into the room. But the same thing applies when a Rebbe walks into a room. If a person's Rebbe walks in, so the Talmud has to stand up. But let's say the father is also the Talmud. The son is also the Rebbe. So what would happen in such a situation? So the Gemara and Kedushin presents all of the different different ways in which sons have to deal with fathers in which, uh, in which uh, uh, Rabbeim have to deal with Talmidim and the Gemara says that uh, the Gemara presents all of these situations and the rush in Mesechus Kedushin on that spot discusses the case of the Maharam Mi Rutenberg and in a, uh, an awfully strange uh, description of what the Maharam Mirutenberg did so the Maharam Mi Rutenberg describes that from the time he became a Gadol Ador, from the time he became a, uh, a big disseminator of Halacha so he didn't go see his father because he didn't want to make his father stand up for him. He thought that that was uncomfortable. He thought that that was inappropriate. And therefore, his father, wouldn't, uh, his father wouldn't have to stand up for him, which is very strange. And obviously, we wouldn't recommend such a thing nowadays. But the rush does bring that down. And the rush does describe the fact that uh, in such a situation, so uh, the Maharami Rutenberg was very nervous that his... Uh, that his uh, that his father would have to stand up for him, and uh, therefore he decided not to go ahead and not to see uh, and not to see his father. So the gemara then presents a case where a uh, man and woman can give birth to five children, to five sons, and each of the children, each of the sons, has a different halachic status. And the gemara elaborates as to how that is possible. Uh, and what exactly uh, that means practically, and uh, these are cases that are uh, quite uh, quite fascinating. These are cases that certainly have uh, a lot of uh, halacha to learn from them. Whether or not they uh, could potentially take place, or whether they, uh, they, uh, they might not take place, but many isodos that come out of this uh, of this situation uh, in which we have these five uh, in which we have these uh, these five cases that uh, that 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 could be the result of uh, of these uh, of these children being born. So the next mission then picks up and discusses a case where we have a woman and her daughter uh, and the woman and the daughter actually have a baby at the same time, the same day. They get confused between the two children. uh, The Neither woman knows which child belongs to them, which child is the son or grandson, daughter or granddaughter. And uh, ultimately, these children go on and they get married, and then the children die. And the Gemari says that the girl has to have something done to her. We're not sure exactly, should it be yibum? should it be chalitza? And in these situations, uh, what would uh, the halachic uh, solution be to such a situation and the Mishnah tries to figure out who's going to do the yibum and Chalitza in such a case, why am I not and again this is a part of a discussion that the Gemara has over here with regards to confusion of genealogy a confusion of uh, who belongs to who and what children are going to be obligated to uh, to go ahead and to uh, to do what? So the Mishnah continues and presents another case where the child of a Kohen's wife becomes confused with the child of her Shifcha. So they have a child the same day and those children become uh, mixed up and down the line who would potentially do Yibam and Chalitza in such a scenario. The ramifications about a Kohen uh, with unknown lineage are obviously going to be much different than a Yisrael. And that becomes a Shiloh when discussing the idea of birchas Kowanim and other uh, areas in which we'll discuss momentarily with regards to uh, what a uh, Kohen is going to be zochein in, and the Truma, and the Miser, and all sorts of uh, Gifts that the Kohen is going to be Zocha to receive. What about doing B'erchas Kohanim? So there's a uh, Chuva in the Shavos Yaakov, and Simon Tzadi Gimel, and in a fascinating Chuva, so the Shavos Yaakov points out that there's a case of a man who was married uh, to a very, to a woman for a very long time, and this man was a Kohen. They lived a happily, beautiful marriage, and uh, much later in their marriage, they found out that the wife was married earlier, and her earlier marriage, she was married to a Kohen. That marriage ended in Chalitza. What should be done in such a case? And again, all of these uh, situations require valid edus all of these situations require uh, valid halakhic authorities that are going to preside uh, over these uh, over these scenarios and uh, what should we do what should we do if this were uh, to take place so the points out that since there are so many svekos over here svekos in testimony and credibility and believability uh, etc so therefore he would still be allowed to duchen. he would still be allowed to act as a kohen there's no um, there's no, uh, you know, proof in Edus from uh, 80 years ago when this first marriage took place uh, as to what happened. There's no ksuba, there's no nothing uh, with regards to uh, what happened. And therefore, says the Shves so this Kohen can continue to duch and this Kohen can continue to act like a Kohen, even though uh, it's, uh, it's much later in life. The Gemara then moves uh, and progresses from the discussions of all of these feikos that can take place in the world uh, of a Suffolk Chalutza, a Suffolk Kohen, uh, and, uh, many of these, uh, many of these other sphekos. And the Gemara goes on to, uh, to discuss all areas, uh, that have to do with, um, all areas that have to do with, uh, Avadim and, 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 and Suffolk uh, Avadim. and, and again, these, uh, these areas of Suffolk, who can eat, he- uh, truma, who can uh, receive all of these matnos kahuna, and that brings us really through to the middle, towards the bottom of davtsadi tes amud bees, and on davtsadi tes amud bees, uh, towards the bottom. So the Gemara describes that a. Um, and presents a discussion about people that are not going to be able; they're not going to be zocha in truma at the uh, base hagiranos at the granary itself. But later on, they would be able to be Zocha in truma with the exception of a couple. So the gemara says that who are these people? Who are these people that are entitled to eat truma, but they aren't allowed to eat truma at the point uh, at uh, at the base hagiranos? So the gemara says that acheresh is the first a uh, first of of these uh, Of these people, and uh, Heish is obviously somebody who is uh, in the category of being deaf, somebody that has uh, a mum uh, in their uh, in their uh, ability to hear, and uh, there are many. Uh, discussions as to what it is, what it means to be a Khairish. The Gemara continues and describes somebody that's considered to be a Shota. Shota, somebody who is uh, insane, somebody who's uh, not all there uh, mentally, a Katan, is not able to eat Truma at the base Hagaranos. What's a Katan? So we've discussed uh, already, but the uh, the Katan has to show his Shte Simane um, Gavrus that he's already a uh, 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 an adult in order to be Zochin Truma, a Tumtum, an androgynous. One of these uh, people, again, that we saw, we're not sure whether or not they have uh, male genitalia, female genitalia. They're male, they're female, they're both. Um, and eved, if we have a uh, an eved Kanani who belongs to a kohen, they can also not eat truma. And isha, the wife of a kohen, is not going to be able to eat truma. And arel says our gemara. And arel, obviously, somebody who is uh, is not uh, is not circumcised, and. Um, Again, we're probably assuming over here that this, uh, based on Rashi that we spoke about actually much earlier in the Masechta and the Daf in the Samachs in the early Samachs. So this is most likely an RL who couldn't have a brisk because uh, there was a family uh, health situation that took place. So an RL, a Tame, a person who's Tame, uh, and uh, somebody who's Tame probably uh, interacted with a mace, interacted with a, uh, a corpse or became a Zav or a Metzora, some sort of toma, and the last of these 10 people is what the Gemara refers to as a Noseisha She'ina Hogeneslo, a Kohen who marries a woman who he is not allowed to, uh, he's not allowed to marry a, uh, a, a Grusha or Chalutza. And the Gemara says that Kulan, uh, Meshagrin lahem libateim, so we can send Truma to their houses that they're able to eat Truma, uh, you know, afterwards, but, with the exception of somebody who is Tame and somebody who marries a woman who is uh, who's not hogenes uh, who's not hogenes low and what the Gemara does is the Gemara tries to go on and tries to understand all of these ten uh, all of these ten people why it would be that they can't eat uh, that they can't truma at the uh, base sagranos but they're able to have truma sent to their homes they're able to eat truma uh, in other contexts uh, and uh, as the Gemara goes on to daf Tzadites tzadiches Bey at the bottom to the top of Daf Kuf... Uh, Kuf Ahmed Aleph. So the Gemara goes through these uh, these uh, these, uh, these individuals and uh, describes on a halachic level why it is that they are not going to be able, uh, why they are not going to be able to, uh, to eat truma at the base of Grunos, but truma can be sent to them and they can have that truma at a later point in time. And that brings us to the bottom of, uh, of the Testament B's, the top of Daf Kuf Ahmed Aleph, a recap of the 99th daf in Maseches as we make our way uh, to the the last daf of, uh, of this 11th parak of the Masechta, and that is Masech daf tzadites.